Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Refresh your wardrobe with lifestyle stylish collection. That's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from 3.99 and trendy work from home styles from 4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle, your style, your store. Patient zero, जिसके सिस्टम में वायरस का आखिरी म्यूटेशन जन्म लेगा, उसे रोकना पड़ेगा. और उसे कैसे रोकोगे तुम? मैं नहीं. आप आपको रोकना होगा काम आप करेंगे डॉक्टर वट आप तैयार हो डॉक्टर दुनिया बचाने के लिए वायरस 2062 सुनिए सारे एपिसोड्स बिल्कुल फ्री सिर्फ स्पॉटिफाई पर हाय एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू माय चैनल I cannot thank you enough for coming back every Friday. We started this with a motive to make the diamonds in the rough shine bright and get a little bit of limelight. This was not just catered to people coping well with COVID-19, but also the ones who made it possible for us to survive and contain this spread. Today, I have a hero who didn't star in a movie, but a frontline warrior who is tirelessly working to give us a happy ending. He's a doctor. who is actively treating covid-19 patients in delhi while completing his masters in surgery with these testing times snowballing it is important we unravel the ground facts about the current situation and who better than a doctor could explain this to us without any further ado welcoming hitesh sardar as my guest today thank you hitesh for taking our time and doing this for us thank you so much priyanka for having me i think this is the first time i'm doing this so i'm really excited uh, let's get started Let's get started. As a kid, all of us thought, you know, we'll be a scientist or a doctor. But looks like you took your childhood very, very seriously. What was that one thing that inspired you to become a doctor and a surgeon in particular? Actually, I think even as a child, even I was same as how everyone else was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think in twelfth, uh, I got interested in medicine by actually looking at a show. I think everyone would have heard of House MD. So I was really fascinated by the show. So that was one reason that I took up medicine and surgery. I took up because of my sister, more or less because of my sister. So you probably had uh, an inspiration in your house to actually get you started with medicine, right? Yes, yes, definitely. My sister played a big role in that. She was, you can say, she's the real life inspiration behind me doing medicine. And uh, all her stories that she used to tell me when she's come back home from, uh, you know, her MBBS times. She Today I cut this open. Today I cut that open. Today I saw this organ. Today we saw this patient. So it was really cool to see. Uh, plus the show also helped a little bit, you know, with the doctors and the stethoscopes and their lives and the weird ass words that they use. So it was really fascinating at that time. So I thought, let's give it a try. What you guys see on the TV shows and what happens in real life in the hospital is completely, completely different. It's not like a you know a, 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 what do you call a celebrity life that you have you know that you have lights going and people just you know listen to whatever you say and when house says something and people listen that's not how it is the working condition where doctors work is very very different like the first year where you have in your residency you you do not get time to eat you do not get time to sleep talk to people that you know 
and uh, it's like we i have survived on water for days on end like hours together just go back drink water fill my stomach and then come back and work again and all we had was one meal a day and uh, crazy ass work not taking baths for like eight nine days i remember my first day there was one time wherein uh, my senior stood next to me i'm like isko nahane bhej he's like abhi to mehak aane lag gaya aise isko nahane bhej do aaj i think the longest time i'm not taking bath like eight days i guess so that's never going to go away i guess Right, right. You've seen the strongest pillar during these pandemics that those are the frontline warriors, and they did not have a weak spot ever. But I guess they would have had, and they did not discuss that with anybody. Would you want to discuss your weak spots with us? I guess uh, before joining duty, all of us also were really scared of getting infected ourselves. Uh, the people who were staying here with their parents were scared that they might infect their relatives back home. so you know i think before we joined our duties a couple of us met and then you know we just told ourselves that you know there is a possibility that more or less will all turn positive so we had that notion at the back of our head and then we decided that okay fine if we just get positive all we can do is just chill at the ward and be a patient for 40 days and then just go back and after that, i think uh, things got a little better and i think after that helped a little bit so since then i think the um, insecurity is about getting infected and you know the covid ward scare that it is so that that fear is not there in you anymore right no i think once uh, we've decided on something and made up made up our minds i don't think that fear is there and we don't have place for that fear anymore because if we are scared about those things then we can't work on the things we want correct but hitesh i think the people who are listening are also aware that this pandemic could reach them sometime or the other in this year Tell us how scared we should be, or how panic is the situation there, and uh, how can we contain that in our minds? See, the thing is, the virus as such is not deadly; it's more infective. So, it's about eighty-six percent of the people get infected but are asymptomatic. A twelve percent out of them, out of twelve uh, other percent, uh, other ones have minor symptoms. Only about two percent of the people get severe infection. So, more or less, everyone falls in the ninety-six to ninety-eight percent of the category. Percent are the ones in the hospital and in the ICU. So it's not very scary as such, but yeah, you have to maintain social distancing. You have to take all the necessary precautions to prevent because you do not know whether you're going to fall under that two percent category or the rest ninety-eight percent. And I don't think if it's absolutely necessary, you don't have to go out or do anything. Might as well stay indoors and be safe. I agree, but there are a lot of livelihoods that depend on people who are going out right now. But and if. Uh, these social distancing norms are still operational there is very little scope of working uh, what do you see as a situation in the times to come i think everyone as of now the government is planning to make sure that the people work with uh, work with corona or live with corona that's how it is going on and there's something called herd immunity that works in uh, uh, you know viruses and all these infections where in around 60 to 65% of the community is infected and then they recover and then the virus loses its virulence so i think that's what is eventually going to happen but that will take a time and otherwise the other option is that there will be a vaccine that will be developed in the next year or so to come because there's a new collaboration that has happened between 34 countries so they're planning on getting a vaccine if a vaccine comes in then everything will get speeded up to be more cool super like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store Uh, good to know about the actual situation there and in the world over but also hitesh i think you would have had some breaks in the covid-19 wards 
because there are patients like that who give give you an opportunity to laugh, smile, or be grateful for. Did you have any such incidents where uh, you actually were able to discuss that with your peers and your loved ones that you know this was something funny that happened? Yeah, actually, a couple of incidents had happened. I was taking a ward in my COVID ward, and there's the female section there is. So there's a cubicle that is made. So I went up there and I knocked at the door, and they took a good five minutes to open the door. I don't know what they were doing. And then they came out, and then I asked them how they're doing, and then they said they're all fine. And then one lady came up from behind, and then she's like, you know, the food is good, but I'm not getting any Coca-Cola. I want Coca-Cola. And then I'm like, okay, fine. I'll try to arrange some Coca-Cola for you. And you want some ice cream to go with that? She's like, yeah, ice cream would do that. really nice so that one incident was pretty funny well, and uh, there was another guy who was um, so my might as well ask for whatever you want yeah i mean the people had very basic uh, requirements that time na uh, they were not sick so sick but uh, yeah that was one of the things that i remember most so is it allowed to have coke and ice creams while you're there in the wards in the wards no but uh, like you they, they it's not available to them whatever is available comes from outside itself so only if we got them something like that uh, it was happy and even one there was one other incident where there was somebody's birthday in the ward and my senior was on duty so since they could not get that guy a cake and it was like i think uh, 12 in the night or something uh, so all the, uh, the doctors and the staff there made a small chart Uh, and wrote messages for him, and then they gave it to him on his birthday. So that I think was really sweet of my senior to do that. Yeah, that was a very very pleasing moment. That despite all the work that was, they all took out time, wrote messages, and they gave it to him. It was really nice. A lot of such memories that you really hold close to you, and uh, probably these senior years have actually given you more exposure than anything else because this is the first time you're staying away from your house, right? So yes, yes, this is the first. Be even more special because of that, right? True. Uh, moving on, I think uh, you would have also had some breaks because of the COVID nineteen duty not being very regular for you, since you are from surgery. So, what did you do in your breaks? What were your source of entertainment, and who was that uh, one entertainer who actually did not miss entertaining you all through? Uh, I guess at the start I was making a lot of Zoom calls and catching up with a lot of friends, so that helped a bit. And then I think I watched a couple of shows. Uh, there was Good Doctor. I think it's a medical series again. And uh, there was Friends. I watched Friends again, as everyone does. So I think Chandler is my favorite character. So that's there. Let's see when I think Chandler is there. I'm not so good at pretending Chandler, but I can do a Janice if you want. <laughs> okay, bring it on. All right, let me give it a try. I might not be so good at it. Uh, so there goes, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it is the next time I'm going to do an interview with you. I would want you to be dressed up as Janice, so that we can actually picture you like that. No, that would be really bad, man. What do my patients do then? They get confused whom to go to Janice or Dave's. They anyway actually would have assumed that you're really young to treat them because I think a lot of doctors actually get this uh, since they look very young. Probably they are not as experienced as a fat or an old doctor. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, a couple of incidents have actually happened. Like I used to use that to my advantage when I was a junior. Like when I used to go for a referral in my first years and I was new, so nobody knew me around. So what I used to do was I used to just be there. 
and uh, they so ask me ki which department are you from and then if they if they're going to scold me i just say ma'am i'm in inter and then they should just let me go and if there was something to praise me about i'm a ma'am i'm a surgery teacher so that worked in my favor <laughs> but has there any patient who told you that you know i don't think you are capable enough to handle my situation that no Yeah, a lot of incidents such incidents have happened actually. I remember in my first year, uh, I had gone to get a couple of dates from the radiology department. So I was not wearing my uh, lab coat. I was just in my stead and uh, not even my stead. I was just walking around and since I look uh, very uh, you know small and everything, I was standing in the queue and there's this patient he's like, "Are line me out?" And I'm like, "Are my doctor who yaar line me kya ho?" Super. But Hitesh, you would have had some difference between uh, your duties as a surgeon in your final year and the duties that you had at the COVID nineteen wards. Tell us uh, what was the difference that you actually saw. Uh, the surgical duties that we have are completely different. Uh, the hours that are there are very rigorous. Like if we have an emergency that runs for more than thirty two, thirty three hours, and we are in the OT most of the time, either all night. Um, and it's really busy that time the covid ward is slightly different for a surgical resident working i was not working in the icu so we had uh, 12 hour shifts so 12 hour shifts were manageable and the only problem was the ppe it was uh, a little difficult to wear and you know stay in that for really long so that was the difficult part and if we had to operate in the ppe that was a task to do because it was hardly visible and uh, you know everything was foggy and very difficult to see so that was a little challenge But otherwise, the surgical duties were more rigorous compared to the COVID duties. I think duties that time were a little difficult. Here, they were a little strenuous. It was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, it's like you have to dress up and then go and then do something and then come back and then dress down again. So that was a procedure that we're not used to as surgeons. Correct. We just like like to walk in anywhere we want and make our uh, statement and then just walk out. So we're not used to prepping so much. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. But how how effective is this PPE? You really think that it's actually containing you from the spread? Uh, PPE is very important. A good quality PPE prevents infection to a certain extent, like about ninety to ninety five percent. But five percent, there is still chances of getting infected. All around the world, even in India, I have had my colleagues who have got infected and who have been admitted uh, with COVID despite wearing and taking all the precautions. So that is why we say that staying away and taking all the precautions is really important. But the PPE is not hundred percent foolproof. And I can imagine in this heat in Delhi, uh, it would have been really, really difficult. Yeah, it's like a sauna, like <laughs> a sauna inside that PPE. <laughs> okay, Hitesh. Moving on to my next segment, which is called the Rapid Fire Round. You are given a question, and you need to answer in a jiffy. Where we would want you to actually pick uh, as the best alternative that you think, right? All right. Super. Do I get a gift hamper at the end of it? Uh, yeah. In case you do it well, probably yes. And if uh, this gets a lot of views and this gets a lot of likes, I think you're getting a hamper anyway. Yeah. Huh? Super. Uh, first, for you in the rapid fire round, Hitesh, if you have to pick between the memories that you created at Kim's of the MBBS days and Maulana Azad Medical College of your surgical days, what would you choose as the closest memory to your heart? I think uh, I choose Mansi because uh, Mansi holds uh, closer to me because I think I grew up as a person from a boy to a man. Probably here, I learned a lot and. Uh, 
uh, in MBBS, I learned how to be uh, a good student and uh, I became a doctor. But here, I learned how to be a good doctor and a surgeon and what I want to be the rest for the rest of my life. So all those ex uh, experiences culminated to me being that. So Maulana Azad you take it, right? Yes, Maulana Okay, to all your friends who are listening from Kim's, they should actually be well. <laughs> Best alternative to surgery in the medical field. Uh, next alternative to surgery in the medical field. I don't think I'd choose anything besides surgery. All I've ever known is that I want surgery since the time I took it. I wouldn't want anything else. Yeah, but in case there was no option as surgery, what would you pick? I think I'd probably pick orthopedics. I wouldn't look good like an ortho guy with pulling and pushing bones and everything. But still, I think I'd take ortho because it's surgical somewhat. So if you're not reading the organs, you're reading the bones? Yeah. Super. Next best alternative to the medical field. I think uh, when I was in my graduation in 10th grade, there was a little slip that was post right as to what you want to be. So I written that time that I want to be a scientist. So I would not go back on uh, what I had written. So I just say that I'd probably be a scientist. Otherwise, probably go to aviation pilot or something. Okay. That's very varied though. But okay, we take it. A hospital or a doctor that you would want to work for in the near future? The nearest future, I think I want to work with my sister. I've always, she has always blasted me all throughout MBBS saying that I'm not, uh, you know, doing this right or doing that right. So I really want to work with her and see how it is. Okay, is there a hospital that you would want to mention that you would want to work for after working with your sister? Hospital that I want to work for? Uh, I think there was uh, this... As of now, uh, the specialty that I want to take uh, is in Delhi. So I really want to work at that hospital here in Delhi. It's a, a hospital that's right next door. It's TV Pant, I think, won't occur to me. So I think as of now, the most recent one is that I want to work there. Okay. Your inspiration to be a medical practitioner? My grandfather. Super. Okay. An illusion or a myth that you would want to bust about the doctors that people believe? I think people believe doctors are little boring characters or little serious characters that they have all they do in their lives is you know study or probably treat patients but that's not it. Doctors uh, have a lot of fun as well and I think uh, we have better jokes to crack compared to you guys and, and we're, we're fun too. Like, that's one myth I think uh, I would want to bust. Okay. A key learning that you picked up along the way in the medical field. I think uh, it is more important to be a good person rather than being a good doctor. If you are a good person, you uh, eventually become a good doctor. Okay. Uh, your tip to anybody who's taking up medicine as their career? Uh, I think a lot of people right now do not want to take up medicine as their career saying that it's a long course or you know uh, the condition of doctors here in the country is not very good. They're not respected. And there's no job satisfaction or money or anything like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think there was uh, there's a small story behind this. Uh, I remember I was in my internship and there was this party I had to go to in the evening. Uh, and I was on duty. And all my friends were constantly calling me, bro, you're not here, come here, this is awesome, we're having so much fun. And that night, I think I saved four lives. So the next morning when I went back and I was driving the bike back, all I could think of was those four lives that I saved. And that made so much of a difference to me. So I think that feeling of saving someone's life is completely out of the world. It is better than any other adrenaline rush that you'll ever get. 
So I think you should work for that feeling, and that is why you should take up the uh, career if you have the passion towards it. Superb. Thank you, Hitesh. This was great. Any last words you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, I think I'd ask everyone to be safe, and uh, I think that's all from. And if anybody else wants some online consultation, I can do that. Great. Thank you, Hitesh. Thank you so much for doing this. I have loved this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me with you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni Soch, dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.